Today, I welcome you to Times of Refreshing. Our topic is captioned, The Covenant of Marriage. The Bible in Malachi 2.14 states, Yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. Many people, including Christians today, view marriage as a social relationship that can be entered into and severed at will. This is clearly seen by the manner in which some people uncertainly enter into marriage and how quickly they get out of it. However, it is critical for you to understand that marriage is a covenant relationship. It is God's design, as seen in Genesis 2.18, where he brought the woman Eve to the man Adam, stating that it is not good for man to be alone. It was not created as a mere romantic relationship, but a way of modeling God's covenant-keeping nature. Indeed, it's all over Scripture. Clearly, that God is very passionate about the sanctity of marriage and the stability of the home. And you too should. You want to know how passionate God is about marriage? In John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, Jesus Christ attended a wedding ceremony and the first miracle that he performed was at that wedding. Therefore, it is clear from the word of God that marriage is patterned after God's relationship with the church, Ephesians 5.32, which is loving, one, faithful, two, and everlasting, three. Marriage is a very sacred institution. It is very important for every Christian in particular to understand this fact. Many marriages, I believe, will be better if the husband and the wife understand that it is a covenant. And I pray that the God of heaven will give you a deeper understanding to the covenant of marriage even today. But what is marriage? Recently, in an interview, I was asked my personal convictions for marriage. And I'm going to share that with you briefly right now. Going through the word of God, it is very clear that marriage is a union, the coming together of two people of opposite sex with a view to building a God-centered home. Marriage is a unique covenant relationship ordained by God for a man and a woman to first give and secondly to receive satisfaction of their healthy needs and desires. What is a covenant? A covenant is an oath-bound relationship between two parties. The word covenant is actually of Latin origin, convenia, meaning a coming together. A formal contractual agreement between two people or more parties, with each party agreeing to do something as a prerequisite to receiving some benefit. The great man of God, Jack Hayford, writes, and I quote, that the covenant of marriage is the single most important human bond that holds all of God's work on the planet together. 
This is very, very true. I pray that the God of heaven will help you, listener, wherever you may be right now, to have a great understanding of this and begin to put it to work whether you are single or you are married. But what makes marriage a covenant relationship? Let me share this with you briefly. Number one, it brings two lives together to form one. Mark 10, 7 to 8 says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and their twin shall be one flesh. So they are no more twin, but one flesh. One flesh. Not just one spirit, but one flesh. This is very critical. Just as accepting Jesus as personal Lord and Savior of your life brings you into a covenant relationship and union with God, in the same vein, the husband and wife is joined and seen as one before God when you get married. This is very clear from the Word of God. When your lives are truly joined, you will help each other in every possible way to attain higher levels spiritually, mentally, physically. This understanding helps us a great deal in my own marriage. Every opportunity, I look for ways to make the life of my husband better because when I do that, I'm not doing him a favor. I'm only keeping the part of the covenant that God has committed into my hands in my own marriage. Therefore, husband, wife, don't do to your spouse what you will not tolerate. The two shall become one flesh. So whatever good thing you desire for yourself should be desired for your spouse. Treat your spouse the way you want to be treated. Husband and wife, ensure you do to each other only what you want to be done to you. This is very important. What makes marriage a covenant? Number two, it is written and bound by an oath. Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision, write, 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 and make it plain upon the tables. The covenant of marriage is caught when it's documented and sealed by an oath, whether by an authorized church license or a local government declaration of marriage. Let's look at the word of God. In Exodus 20, God wrote out the Ten Commandments, the terms of his covenant with the Israelites. In Exodus 34, 27, when God made a covenant with the Israelites, he commanded Moses to write it down. Similarly, the marriage certificate serves as a formal document that binds the two of you, husband and wife, in your marriage. So, in case you are challenging your marriage, it is wisdom for you. Go and take your wedding certificate. Use it as a point of contact. And the God of heaven will step in supernaturally. I pray for you today, in case you are challenged in your marriage, as you pick up that certificate, I pray for divine intervention and I decree peace to every storm in your marriage. Number three, what makes marriage a covenant relationship? There are witnesses to it. Malachi 2.14, the Lord has been witness, witness between thee and the wife of your youth. 
So God originated marriage. Therefore, he is a principal witness to your marriage. And of course, there are usually other witnesses, such as parents, family, friends, loved ones, and the list goes on, which stands as cloud of witnesses. In the word of God, you see how this is clearly stated. In Genesis 29, 22, when Jacob was to take Rachel in marriage after he had served Laban seven years, all the men of the place were gathered together. When Boaz was to take Ruth as his wife, he called his kinsmen to bear witness to the union. Ruth chapter 4. If God is the principal witness to the marriage covenant, then you need a personal relationship with him. The covenant of marriage is a triangle. On one side, you have the man. On the other side, you have the woman who is the wife. And then on top of both of them, you have God at the center of it all, forming a triangle, a threefold cord that cannot be easily broken, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 12. So, in that triangle, the man who is the husband, the woman who is the wife on both sides, and God on top of them all, the closer you get to God, the closer you get to your spouse. This is very critical. Your strong relationship, therefore, with God enables you to keep your part of the covenant. Your stand with God will show in how you treat your spouse. Let your attitude towards your spouse show that you genuinely love and you reverence God in your relationship. What makes marriage a covenant relationship? Number four, it has a token. I really love this. Every covenant has a token. When God entered into a covenant with Noah, he gave him a token, which is the rainbow, Genesis 9, 16. Today, the rainbow is still in the sky. Many of us see the rainbow today, but many, many people never know its origin. It's from that covenant. Jesus, as another example, was given as a token of God's love covenant with man. John 3, 16, Hebrews 8, 6. Also, the circumcision of every male child was the token of God's covenant with Abraham, Genesis 17, 11. Many people today circumcise their children, but they never know the genesis of it. It began from the covenant God had with Abraham. Also, another example, when David and Jonathan made a covenant, there was an exchange of garments, one sword, two, and three, gado, 1 Samuel 18.4. In the same vein in marriage, the exchange of rings between the husband and the wife is a token of this covenant. Many people exchange rings, they don't know the meaning. You hear declarations in weddings that also validate this. Declarations such as, I give this ring as a token of my love. That is to show that marriage is a covenant relationship. Number five, what makes marriage a covenant? There is a change of name. This is very interesting. Abraham's name in scripture was changed from Abraham after the covenant God had with him, Genesis 17, 5. Jacob was changed to Israel 
after the covenant, Genesis 32, 28. In the first marriage, Genesis 5, 2, clearly states that God called their name, 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 single, their name, Adam, in the day they were created. Therefore, the wife takes up the name of her husband as a validity to the marriage covenant. The husband gives his wife the authority to use his name. This is amazing. So God now sees you as one individual bearing one name, unity. So when it's declared, see Mr. and Mrs. ABC, that is to show marriage is a covenant relationship. Number six, a meal is shared. When a covenant is called, a meal is usually shared. In Genesis 31, 51 to 54, after the covenant between Laban and Jacob, a meal was shared. In Exodus 24, 11, a covenant was cut between God and the elders of Israel, and a meal was shared. What is termed as the Lord's Supper in communion is the unveiling of the new covenant, 1 Corinthians 11, and this is very clear from the Word of God. This validates why the communion is taken at weddings and there's an exchange of meal between the bride and groom, often known as their first meal together. This is very, very symbolic. Number seven, it is sealed with blood. A covenant is often sealed with blood. In Genesis 17:11, the circumcision of the first king of every male in Abraham's household was a seal of God's covenant with him and blood was involved. It's the same thing today. When circumcision takes place, blood is involved to some degree. Exodus 12, 13, the blood on the door shield of the Israelites reminded God of his covenant of protection over them. In Exodus 24, 8, Moses sprinkled blood on the people as a seal of the covenant God had with them. Hebrews 12, 24, the blood of Jesus Christ is a symbol of the covenant relationship Christians have with God even today. In the same vein, in marriage, the first sexual contact between the husband and wife, which when consummated as designed by God, involves bloodshed no matter how little. It seals the marriage covenant. Number eight, it is a bond ordained for a lifetime. Mark 10, 9 states, What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. This is very, very important. The marriage covenant is a lifetime commitment. Only death should bring you apart. The scripture is very clear about this. 1 Corinthians 7.39 The vows made during weddings also validates this. It was sealed by blood, so only blood should end it. Leviticus 17.11 says the life of the flesh is in the blood. So the married covenant should not be broken. God is a covenant keeper, Psalm 89 verse 34. And so you, husband, wife, 
should also be a covenant keeper, not a covenant breaker. So the covenant of marriage is enforced as long as both parties are still alive. Therefore, divorce, separation, and anything like that were not meant to be part of the covenant of marriage. In case you are considering separation, divorce, you are under the sound of my voice right now. Whatever the challenge might be, if you desire a solution and a miracle from God, receive it right now. You need to stop that step and that plan of divorce because it's not God's plan and purpose for you in your covenant of marriage. When a man and woman gets married, a lineage is made and generations are connected to them. Therefore, listener, be determined to have a good history to leave behind for your family and generations yet unborn. Finally, there are terms that must be obeyed. Marriage, like every covenant, comes with terms and conditions that must be obeyed if the husband and wife must enjoy a happy home. The terms of the covenant is written clearly in the word of God. The Bible, therefore, is the raw material that you require to build a successful marriage. Dig into it, read it, study it, put it to work, and you will never know shame in your marriage. In our own marriage, the word of God has the final say. Let it have this final say in your marriage too, and your testimony will be brighter. Husband and wife should fulfill their part of the covenant if they must enjoy the best that marriage offers. Husband, you have a covenant responsibility to love your wife as Christ loves the church. Wife, submit to your own husband as unto the Lord. Ephesians 5 makes it very, very clear. Husband and wife also have roles to play. For instance, for you, the husband, provide leadership and make spiritual, physical, and material provisions for your family. You cannot claim to be the husband and the father of the home and you have no provision for your family. This is one of the major challenges even in counseling Christian couples today have come to discover. Husband, arise to your responsibility and God will help you. Wife, you have a responsibility by covenant to support and help your husband in every way possible. You will make it in Jesus' name. Also, please understand, a healthy romance between a husband and wife makes for a healthy home and relationship. So give no room to the enemy. You also have a covenant responsibility to be faithful to your spouse. Hebrews 13.4 is very clear on this. Infidelity is a breach to your married covenant. And remember, God will judge. In case you are there involved in infidelity and you are a married man or woman, it has to stop. Let the last one you did be the last. Open up your heart to God and his word and let faithfulness begin to reign because infidelity destroys marriages. There are many people today, including Christians, who are involved in infidelity. It breaks their heart. It breaks the home and it destroys the future. Your marriage shall not be destroyed in Jesus' name. Resolve to work out the destination of your marriage. 
Your marriage is what you make of it. So stop waiting for things to adjust. Rather, take steps and adjust things with the word of God. In conclusion, please remember, God is a covenant-keeping God. Don't be a covenant-breaker. Follow in the steps of God Almighty, your Heavenly Father, and He will help you to keep your own part of the covenant of marriage. Husband and wife must have respect to the covenant of marriage. Remember, marriage is more than two rings and a pretty dress. It is a covenant. Receive grace right now to keep the covenant of marriage so you can enjoy a glorious marriage. Your own testimony shall be stronger. The God that is helping us in our own marriage, I pray today for you that that God will help you. And in case you are single and you are not married yet, understand the things we have talked about today and look before you leap and get into marriage God's own way, knowing that you are entering into a covenant. As I close, are you born again? Bow your heads right now and pray this salvation prayer with me. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I'm a sinner. Jesus, save me. From today, I will live for you. I am born again. So help me, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Congratulations. If you pray that prayer, you are now born again. Log on to the website address at the bottom of the screen and fill the salvation form that is there. Send your testimonies through this same medium and connect with the social media handles at the bottom of your screen right now. Remember, God is too faithful to fail. See you next time. Bye.